Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us John Garslang, human dog relationship coach and the owner of Positive Pet Academy. Hey, John, welcome to the show. Hello, Mark. Thank you so much for having me on. Really appreciate it a lot. Hey, man, tell me more about this, helping people to you know, cultivate the, the meaningful relationship with their with their beautiful companion. Uh, yeah, it's, a, it's a, been a huge passion of mine my whole life, uh, but I really got into it when I started working in animal shelters uh, and I started to really connect uh, with animals and bringing them into to a new home and, and trying to get the transition correct and then seeing the magic and the joy that it brought to, uh, to people, especially in, in places where, very poor places where I worked. Um, but I also just love the process um, because it, there's so much that resonates with me with my own relationships, with my own son, uh, the best relationship that I have with my, my siblings and my friends. So I just really felt like it's really important to understand where we are similar with our dogs and where we're different. And it's really important to know both and to, to celebrate both because, uh, because it can be too easy to. To, uh, to confuse the two and it's really wonderful to 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 see our canine companions as uh, great teachers for us nice what is it that you see um there's a question i, I asked you know, consultants or maybe agency owners about you know what is it that you have to help your clients overcome so that they can work better with you but from you it's a different maybe a different take on that question what, what do you have to overcome time and time again with with the dogs what is the first point of call that you time and time again got to pay attention to that build the foundation for everything that you do going forward yeah it's a great question I, I feel like um uh as i've done this more and more and because i've done it in many different uh, countries and different cultures um i've found a really the, the best system is to be as intuitive as possible so uh, i always look at i always look for the dynamic and the feeling of the people uh, you try and work out where the dynamic is in the in the in the environment in the home environment, uh, and you tailor make uh, the kind of introduction and the relationship coaching based on that, uh, because we all have different dynamics and they're always contextual. So uh, the most important thing to, is to sit, is to ask people what they feel that they want and why. And uh, it sounds really obvious when you're talking to people about uh, maybe marriage counselling or business coaching like you do, but People don't often think about that when they when they have a talk. It's like, what do you want out of this relationship? Like, do you want me to turn your dog into a robot so it just does everything you want? Or do you just want it to be good most of the time? Or do you and your partner want the same things? Uh, 
And if you don't, you realize if you're confused about it, then the dog will be confused about it. Let's so, let's double tap on that for a second there, the, the contradictions that we see. So hmm. what is it that you find people say, yeah, I want this. This is what I want from the relationship with my dog. This is what I'm, I want my dog to do. I want this how I want to live. Yet the actions that they're doing are completely in contrast from that, whether they know it or not. Yeah, exactly. So so, so often in these situations, all, you, all they need is they're just kind of paying me to, to tell them something they already know. So, uh, and, you, and you know all about that, I'm sure. Uh, and yeah, but it's like people say, oh yeah, my he comes on the bed and I'm like watching TV with my girlfriend and, and I'm like, well, you, I can just tell that. Like, I'm like, well, do you really mind that? And they're like, well, not really. I'm like, well, you have to, if you don't know, the most important thing is just get you, teach your dog to ask you. Teach your dog to say, excuse me, can I come up? Is that cool? Or, you know, maybe you don't want me in the room right now. Uh, because it's, that, that is a really what, polite dog. Let's yeah. be honest. Well, We've got yeah, two. They don't say, "Excuse me, sir. Do you mind awfully if I can maybe do this?" Well, do you know what? It's it's well. If, if you work with dogs as much as I do, they do develop these these kind of funny things in your head, which kind of is a little bit in a contrast to me, uh, because it's just a comedic fact that um, what I try and teach people is the symbiosis part, which is the kind of the connection with the different species. And it's it. I always say it's like when you've had an old school friend and someone says something funny and you glance at them and you don't need to say anything, but you know where the joke is. You know, if you have a really great relationship with any person, you can also have a very similar relationship with your dog when, when there's just an intuition there and you're waiting, you're waiting for each other to give you a signal, you know, and that's not about commanding. It's not about dominating. It's not about alpha. It's not about any of those. Um, some of these uh, things are do have some scientific basis and, are useful but just in the general parlance and, and the way they're used they're not that useful and what they are is they're loaded terms mm. and these loaded terms often uh, lead people to you know interpreting them how they want and uh, and that can lead to bullying and and, and punishing and and, and 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 destructive behavior and i feel like if you can build a relationship with your dog so you're like partners got partners and you're the guide you're like this is what we're going to do. We're going to do it together. And you know what we're going to do because I've showed you. So let's do it together. That's what I try to do. Nice. I love that. And my, my brain went off on a tangent now. I'm trying to work out, yeah, with Abby, my, my Jack Russell, what <laughs> looks I give her, what looks she gives me, what's, what is so funny in the moment, those moments of, yeah, I said something's happened and we both look at each other. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just, I'm just trying to go around and think of those things. It's just, it's, it's a beautiful thing to have. Yeah, um, yeah. So that, that connection is is huge. It is, and the, and the more you do it, and the more open you are to it, and this is very much about what I really liked about your your spiel and the things that you do in your organization and your company, is that you know you're all about building that those kind of un, intangible, unspoken, deeper elements of humanity and connection, and that's what you guys do, and it's clear, and I really love that. So that's one of the reasons why I really wanted to uh, come and talk to you. Mm. Okay, then let's let's dive into that. Then the intangibility—it is a mm. blessing and a curse. I mean, it we is. know it's it's tough for people to understand and actually see the value in the intangible nature. It's invisible, therefore, there's less value to it. That is not true, but that's the perception. So, with with dog training, or rather, <laughs> human training, it's again a similar kind of thing. And do you find that? 
maybe people think they, they should know how to train a dog. It's not that hard. How do I, why should I seek advice? Is there a barrier of maybe pride or ego that comes into this um, that you have to help the humans to work through? Yeah. Yeah. There's, I mean, there's, that's a, uh, a complicated issue straight away because, you know, I remember I grew up in a, in the eighties and, uh, and a lot of people just, they had outside dogs, but the, these dogs were, they didn't really, they'd never been trained. They'd never been badly treated. They slept in kennels. They got loads of cuddles. They got lots of good food. They played, they went for walks every day. But the, the, the key thing is, and this is probably the most important thing when you talk about relationships really is boundaries. Boundaries before anything else, really. I think boundaries before, you know, people talk about love and respect and all these things. And obviously they're really important. But, uh, but I think boundaries is just, it just can't be understated how important that is and just being clear. Uh, and then what you're doing is you're trying to use those boundaries to create good habits and the habits follow the boundaries. And then once that's kind of, once, once that becomes, you know, part of your physiology, then everything else follows that uh, from the way I see it. Uh, that's from my experience anyway. So using that experience that you have, let's talk about the business side of things. Let's talk about you, the business owner and where your business is. Do we have to. <laughs> Absolutely. It's kind of the point. We can be on here just talk about dogs all the time, which would be, I'm happy with that, but yeah. that is not the promise of the show. So no, maybe do it. No, of course, no. I'm, we'll I'm, just I'm talk being... and help you to help train my my Abby to. Oh my gosh, stop barking at every single leaf that drops outside, <laughs> even though she probably thinks that she's saving our lives. Anyway, I digress, as we've done already a number of times. Look, yeah. So so um yeah. So what I, me making that little joke about not wanting to talk about it is a great example of how I am a complete hypocrite in my life uh, <laughs> and how I. I'm trying to run away from the things that I need to confront the most. Uh, and that's what often our dogs show us, just to segue back to the dogs. So uh, so uh, I, my, my big shtick and the thing that I've been doing here in Greece is I've cr I created an ed education program, which I'm really proud to say is part of the, uh, the curriculum here and my education program is, but it's, it's unfunded. Uh, it's, it's, very, it's very Greek. It's approved by the ministry, but they haven't given me any means with which to to, to, to teach in school so mm. when I teach in schools I have to pay for everything myself basically uh, which is great because I get to teach in schools but it, but it's frustrating because I can't spread the message to the tens of thousands of people I want to so, so you make I a start, impact but it's just limiting because of the resources on there to aid you and I, I do think I, I've, I've, I've got a, someone on board with me now. She's young, hungry, brilliant, uh, and she's really good at fundraising and she's going to be looking into that. So I, I'm pretty convinced I'm going to get some funding at some point. But I just thought whilst I'm trying to get to that point, I should use the experience and the information I've learned over the past 15 years and maybe try to turn it into some kind of product, a course, um, that would kind of change people's mindsets and make it easier to have a relationship with their dog. Mm. So I talk a lot on, on the course. It's about a six-hour course. It's a 12-part course. It's very, very deep. It's very deeply into kind of yogic ideas and philosophical ideas. And it's not a conventional dog uh, training course at all. Um, although it's very, very practical if you put it into, into, put it into, uh, into use and you absorb the information on there. Because I've done it face-to-face -face with dozens and dozens and dozens, maybe hundreds of people over the last... 10, 11 years. And so I, I got the idea from, uh, from a philosophy professor because we just talk about philosophy all the time and about how it equates, you know, to different parts of our lives. 
So I finished this course uh, a couple of months ago, and the idea was to watch the money roll in. Because you uh, created it, and it's amazing. So, of course, it's just like you press go, and then in come the floods. People love it. They buy yes. stuff. Everyone's talking about it. That's the way it should work, right? Exactly, yeah, but um, but didn't didn't really work like that. Well, it hasn't worked like that yet. So I think where you are is you've created this course. And one thing we, we teach, we say a lot on this podcast, is, is the entirety of the yes, understanding what that was you said yes to you know, launching your course which is like cool great you've all said yes to being the marketer being the salesperson knowing how to get more reach being the face being seen being more visible hmm. doing all these things that oh again with a business owner the entirety of the yes if anyone told us how hard it was to be a business owner most of us wouldn't fucking do it hmm. however we don't. And we get into it. It's like, ah, oh, shit. I didn't realize I had to do all these other things as well. And also by association, there's a lot of no's that come with that. So yeah. is this what you're finding that you didn't realize the entirety? And now you've created the course that you wanted to create. And now it's, ah, oh, fucking tired. Now what? Now I need to go again, go bigger, go different. Yeah, I think that's that's right. I I I I put so much effort into the into the creation of the course uh that I didn't uh plan for uh, it's a bit like you know a, a football team doing all the drills and then going on the pitch and not knowing how to play because there's another team on the pitch uh, so it feels a bit like that i just a bit like spurs yesterday so uh yeah it feels it feels a bit like that and and, and then there was a there's a degree of petulance uh because i i've I'd, I'd found all this really difficult stuff i've been doing with the uh, the ministry but just through blind luck but i but to be honest i had been throwing a lot of a lot at the wall and some mm. of it had been sticking. Um, and I'd kind of, i got there, I know through some hard work and some, some talent, but I got some real lucky break. And I just expected the same thing to happen again. I just expected it to keep going in the same way and, and not realizing that business doesn't really work like that. Mm. Um, one thing I want to share with you, I mean, we were chatting and joking offline. You know, we said, what was your purpose of being here? Why do you, what do you want from an episode on the Unforget Yourself show? And you said, ah, I don't really know. It's I'm, I'm here because you know things, good things might come of it. I don't have expectations. And you were kind of, yeah, I, I can joke about this because I, I know you you can really expand on this. It was like a badge of honor. It was justifying. It was glorifying. Yeah, the, if I have expectations, I can't be let down. And actually, things have worked out so well for me without the expectations. Mm. And I'm going to hold some of that as true. There is some truth to that. Um, what I hear from, I think it's Ryan Stuman a couple of days ago saying about, expectations that's the biggest thing that people are unhappy because the event the result didn't hit their expectations that right there is the cause of unhappiness so i'll always hold true it's good not to have expectations but maybe in the polarity move that slider slightly over where it's like okay what are the expectations what is the intent behind it how can you be more purposeful with what you do especially with this, especially if it's not quite working. Um, can you expand on that from, from your perspective? Yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, I think that's spot on. I think what I need to do is recalibrate. Uh, I, I, I kind of stopped banging my head against the wall. I, I took my, my, my son to, uh, to England for the first time he'd been there since he was three years old. Uh, we went there uh, and spent two and a half weeks together, just the two of us. Um, 
Um, actually, it was, we did uh, 10 different places in 15 days, so it wasn't really a holiday. But um, You packed it I all do, in. I have come back and my head does feel clear. Uh-huh. Uh, and I do feel like I'm ready to, to get back on the horse, but now I need to apply the same amount of uh, vim and vigor and, uh, and, and clarity to this part of the business as I did to the creation of the business. That's what, that's what needs to happen now. Yeah, so how did it feel when you did have your course finished? When you, you know, produced some, maybe some landing pages or a bit of marketing or did some videos for it? How did it feel yeah. like when it's done and then yeah, realized great. there's a next step? Yeah, it really, it really felt great. But, but at the same time, it felt like I was just at the, end of, at the edge of a precipice uh, and it, there was this kind of gnawing kind of weirdness. And I just felt like I needed someone to, to really grab me by the shoulders and say, look, mate, this is just the beginning. Like, you know, it's a bit like when you write a novel uh, or, or a screenplay and, you know, when you, that's your first draft, that's just the beginning. You know, you've got to do, you've got to edit and edit and redraft. And it, it's a bit like that. And I've been through that process with yeah. a couple of times. So I know what that's like, but, you know, it, I think it was because it came off the back of the success I'd had with the education program. I just deluded myself and, you know, no one deludes ourselves better than ourselves, do they? If we can do ourselves in, you know, everyone has false beliefs and, and limiting beliefs and old programming. What I always say is we're, we're going to have some. We might as well make it useful and yeah. have that guide us. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that said, what is what, what is the thing that you are scared of the most? What is it that's holding you back? What is the thing that is has that element of fear or doubt or overwhelm? that you know you need to go into that you need to lean towards i think i just need i need more structure because i I, it's fear of the unknown i mean the uh the social media world and the world of vlogging and blogging and just getting out there you know i know that theoretically i just need to be out there i need to be visible i need to be producing content all the time and and i know i can do that but i think i also got a bit of burnout because in creating the course, I, I created so much content, just unbelievable amounts of content. And now in, in, uh, in hindsight, it's almost like maybe I should have, instead of going, I just went all out into this massive course, which basically you can do, you can just have your dog trained forever just from this one course. There's so much material. Mm. Um, in hindsight, I'm a bit like, well, maybe I should have started a bit Is that... Is that maybe your blessing and a curse? It's you've created this huge, monstrous, amazing course that covers so much that is going to be have so much value, insane mm. value to people. Are you looking to insert? Is that your traits? Is that your is that your blessing and a curse where you're going to put all everything you just said? I got to keep on showing up on social. I got to keep on doing that. Well, who said that? Well, it's just stuff you read, isn't it? And this, and this shows you how, how, how useless I am when it comes to this kind of stuff, because, you know, it, it, and there's the paradox, there's, the, there's so much information out there. It's like, where, how do you discern where the value is? You know, and you, this must be one of your areas of expertise. Separating the wheat from the chaff. It's fun breaking down, well, is it true? That's just one simple question to guide someone through. It's, it's cutting. It's, as you said before, I think we joked offline saying, I bring the sledgehammer as well. It's like, yeah, <laughs> kind of you do, but sometimes you need a little, little feather approach as well. So is, yeah. is, is this true? Is it a reality that you're actually going to create? What's real? What do you want? 
What's stopping you? How do you overcome that? And with this, I think right now, it seems like we're just breaking down overwhelm. It's just, you've done the fucking thing. You're now getting the results of that. And now you need to get to that next level. You need to move through. You need to go again. And it's fuck. I've just, you've probably overcome so much with new by creating your course. That's probably, you hit a lot of new skills. You hit a lot of new levels. A lot of learning came into it. Mm. And now there's maybe decision fatigue. Maybe there's platform fatigue. Maybe there's just, like I said, if it's, if it's the fear of the unknown, well, how can you break that down? How can you squash this? What decisions can you make that can actually help you navigate through this? Well, I think I need to, I need to find my people. <laughs> uh, you, know, you know, speaking with you is effortless because, I mean, obviously you, you do this for a living and you're very good at it. Uh, you know, you're very good at finding uh, the commonality and, uh, and working with that and making, putting people at ease, which is an incredible skill. Um, I think because my, the thing is, my, what I do is quite niche, but there's a big niche. There's a big demand for, for that kind of less reactive, more spiritual, more intuitive dog-human connection training. Mm. I know there is. Uh, there's a huge, a huge market for it. Uh, because the conversations I have with people all the time in uh, in shelters and when I give conferences um, and, and I've done some talks uh, to some animal welfare education organisations in Greece, um, they uh, they really resonate, and I think there's a real demand for it. So I think a big thing for me is to try and find the best way to connect with my people, people that that, that like the my style. Uh, and try and find a way to reach out to them and to connect with them and talk to them and listen to them as well. Hold on. So what you're actually saying is what you need to do with that cultivating a meaningful relationship with your audience through connection, with compassion and with rapport. That's literally what you do with dogs and humans, your clients. That's exactly. what you need to do at the top level with yourself. So you need to create this. So, yeah. and with this, I always advise, I always look at what, ooh, where's, where's the misalignment? Where's the lack of authenticity? Where, where are you not being John? Where are you doing what you think you should do or what all these people tell you to do? You're probably inundated with ads and emails and all these things. And here's the hack and here's all this you should do, yeah. <laughs> which it, everything fucking works. But what's right in an alignment for not only your audience, but for you. So mm. that is effortless to show up. If mm. you can start to tap into that and ask the right questions to get there, mm. I truly believe that's one of the best things that you can do. <laughs> I would call it unforget yourself. You've got to unforget that you are the most important thing. Yeah. No, I think that's, I think that's spot on. I really do. I think it's great, Mark. You, know, you, you, uh, you, got, you hit the nail on the head, mate, with the sledgehammer as well. Cool. What are you going to do with it? Tell me that. Riddle me that. What I'm going to, I'm going to do with that information? Yeah. Uh, I, well, it's a lot of food for thought. I've got to, I, I guess, one of the things I, I dislike most uh, it, about people is disingenuousness, insincerity. And that, what you're saying, really, really hits to the heart of that. And I think you're right. I think I need to be, you know, be true to myself and... Yeah, I just need to think, what the fuck have I got to lose? Because, you know, <laughs> I, 
uh, I've created the education program. That's already there. I've created the I've created the, uh, the the course in the curriculum. I've already achieved a lot of stuff. I'm really proud of it. I can't I can't lose that. So I've got to find a way to tap into to keep the energy that created those things and use that same energy to to get it out there. I guess. Yeah. I just need that's to, like, I think there's, there's the longevity in what you do. It's you've done level one, nailed it. Now on level two. By the way, when you're at level eight, there's a whole heap of different challenges. So right now you're only looking one level ahead, maybe mm. sort of punching through, maybe looking a bit further ahead. So yeah. rather than, oh, I've done my course, oh, big finale, the fireworks go off, it's a big moment. It was like, no, there's, there's a long way to go. It's just one little stage. So how to keep going, just yeah. to maybe trick ourselves. A bit of dopamine scheduling to be able to get a little bit of reward but know mm. that how can we then leverage and use that to keep on going again, things that you teach and guide people through It's It's funny that, you know, you probably know all this stuff. You probably know too much. It's how to help apply that for ourselves. That's the hardest bit. Yeah, no, absolutely. So um, tell me like, what's, what was one of the most important elements in your life that helped you to leverage that, uh, being true to yourself and, and when what moment did that happen and how and how, the, how did that manifest itself hey who do you think is asking the questions here unbelievable <laughs> <laughs> for me it's the the authenticity comes in it has to be authenticity is where oh, fear kills authenticity hmm. with fear worrying about whether it's money scarcity um, responsibility authority the business, health. When fear comes in, we change. We make rash decisions. We make the wrong decisions. Mm -hmm. It can be tough. So for me, the biggest thing was the understanding of authenticity, alignment. Yeah. When those things go, and it's so easy to happen. Even a couple of months ago, I was in a place where I had to question myself. Ah, because we're still working through this. If any guru says you know, they've got it all fixed, they're lying. They're human beings that go through roller coasters. We all do. Why? Because we got these, our brains squirt these chemicals, which creates emotions and mm. it stays. Yeah. So how can you Absolutely. catch yourself to be able to be, okay, where am I out of alignment? Where am I not being myself? Where am I being controlled? And once you can find what's controlling you, whether you kill that, get rid of that you know, belief or fear, or whether you just understand where it's coming from and that it's going to show its head. That for mm. me is the biggest thing. And once you can leverage that, Ah, now you just found the cheat code. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I do. I do understand. Um, yeah, I think I think one of the key things about this time of year for me as well, since I've come back from England, is now is a really interesting time to get into a rhythm. And it's because the the, the world around me here. I live in Rhodes, and Rhodes is a tourist island, and it's, I find the whole tourism thing very, very surface and shallow and a bit weird. Uh, but you know, I, I'm lucky enough to live here. I have a good existence here. But it is a very symbolic time of year after the Easter in Greece, the, the Orthodox mm. Easter. Everyone starts going back to work. Sun's out every day. The, the sea's warm. So, you know, I have that incredible uh, luxury. I take my son up to school on, on my little Vespa, uh, through, <laughs> riding through the little cobbled streets. And, uh, and then I go swim and, uh, you know, have my breakfast. And it's, 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 it's really an interesting time for reflection. Tomorrow I... I'm writing a proposal that's going for the, uh, to, straight to the ministry for my new education program. 
So I feel like this conversation with you, uh, coupled with the, that kind of feeling that there's some, some staleness left over from creating the course, mm. I think putting all these little things together and then also having that fresh perspective you just thrown at me um, about authenticity and to you know hold a mirror up a little bit occasionally to the things yeah. that I teach people, I think that's uh, that's going to put me uh, in the right frame of mind from which to to, to move forward and to and to and to grow. Love that, John. Thank you so so much for sharing your journey, everything that you're going through, um, and just breaking it down in real time. It's it's so fascinating. I really appreciate your time. You're welcome. Look, if people want to find out more about you and, of course, about your course, where can they find you? Sure. Uh, yeah, so it's on Facebook. I'm John Garstang, J-O-N Garstang. And then uh, it, my course is www.positivepetacademy.com. And uh, the Positive Pet Project Instagram page has got lots of information on the stuff I do in schools. And, uh, yeah, if you just Google my name, you'll, you can see all the kind of stuff I do over here in Greece and I've done in various places. Hey, fantastic. Everyone, if you're curious, go check it out. And John, thanks again for, for playing along and, and being a guest today. Thanks, Mark. Namaste. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? we ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.